Hello world, welcome to Create Theater, a show for theater folk of all sorts. I figure that since the quarantine has put a bit of a damper on theater for the moment, now is a better time than ever to make this podcast, to keep theater alive and hopefully spark a bit of joy. Today, I'd like to discuss the effect that the quarantine is currently having on theater, and also how past quarantines in Shakespeare's day affected theater at the time. All that and more, coming right up. Hello, 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 and welcome. First off, I would like to go into some news regarding Broadway and the quarantine. As you may know, Broadway is currently dark, and it will remain that way through at least the summer. At the very earliest, it will reopen in September. Due to this, many shows that were planning on opening during that time are going to be postponed. These include Michael Jackson the Musical, Plaza Suite, Birthday Candles, Caroline or Change, and How I Learned to Drive. Even more severe, some shows will not be reopening at all after the quarantine. These include Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Hangman, Emojiland, Beetlejuice, and Frozen. In some of these cases, it is just because the scheduled end date is during the quarantine, so they're forced to end. But I'm more surprised about cases like Frozen. I suppose that Disney just doesn't think that they can maintain three Broadway shows directly after the quarantine, given that less people will be seeing them. Sadly, there have been some deaths in the Broadway community. These include Rosalind Ellis and Roger Horchow. I hope I pronounced those right. These are very sad, obviously, as any death is. Luckily though, Nick Cordero, who has been battling the coronavirus and has some severe complications, is now awake from a medically induced coma, and I think he is doing much better than it seemed like he was before. There's a Broadway World competition for high school and college age kids that is going into its second phase of voting. You can go vote at Broadway World. I'm sure it's open by the time you're hearing this. All Broadway-related award shows are going to be either streamed online or postponed, it appears. The Tonys are officially postponed, and that's the biggest of them all. Many Broadway stars are doing some live streams to support the community and make their fans happy, and it would be cool to check some of them out if you can. It's so nice to see the whole community all coming together. I feel like it's it's getting even tighter than it was before, even though Broadway literally isn't happening right now. And that's so cool to see, and it gives you some faith. just listening to a live performance of this week's featured musical which is we are the tigers it's a show that follows a cheerleading squad that attends a sleepover where three people are murdered in it it's a belty female cast and includes very tight harmonies that are delicious to listen to it's originally premiered in Los Angeles in 2015 and then again there was an off-Broadway production that played in 2019. Its book, lyric, and musics are all by Preston Max Allen. I highly, highly suggest this one. The cast album does a very good job of guiding you through the plot. They have some songs that aren't actually in the stage musical and also a track that kind of explains what's going on because it can get a little confusing but as long as you it would really help to follow along in a summary. 
I highly, highly suggest it. It reminds me of almost of Carrie the Musical in like the teenage angst part of it. It got an ovation award for lyrics and composition of an original musical. I highly suggest this one. I hope you show it a lot of love and download the cast recording or stream it at least because I think it deserves it. It's very good. Sadly, for this week's live performance, you're stuck with little old me, but hopefully in future weeks I can get some guests on. It's just the first episode. I'll be singing Favorite Places from Ordinary Days, one of my favorite shows. On this block, there's a garden tucked away behind this carriage house. I can see it from the window, stretching toward the sidewalk. And though I look there every day, I've never found the entrance to this perfect little place I'd like to go. But still it's one of my favorite places, one of my most favorite places. A patch of green I've only seen from much too far away. When I was, <laughs> whoops, when I was five or six, I started drawing color crayon pictures of a magic land that floated high above the treetops. And every night I'd fall asleep and dream that I could fly there, that I'd built this floating kingdom in the sky. And still I try, cause it is one of my favorite places. One of my most favorite places. But here's the twist. It can't exist, so why do I keep thinking that it does? All my life, I've imagined all these places, sketching each and every blueprint in my mind. And all I want is someone who can help me reach these places that I dream about but never seem to find because all of my favorite places all of my most favorite places are places I've never been I wake up to that woman sleeping Sleeping well into the morning I like watching how the sunlight Trickles down her shoulder And though I've tried so many times To tell her that I love her I haven't found a way inside her heart And it is one of my favorite places One of my most favorite places One more favorite place I've never been
hope you enjoyed that. I know it's not perfect, but that's not the goal. I just wanted to put some music out there into the world. I find music joyful. <laughs> Thanks. I am sure that you've seen those posts on Facebook that are like, Shakespeare wrote King Lear during quarantine, what have you done? <laughs> and while that's technically true of Shakespeare, do not feel at all that you need to do that. That is not healthy thinking. There's no need to write the next great American novel. You can take all the time you need to relax, just anything to improve your mental health. For those of you not working, just take a breath feel free like do anything you need to for your health and happiness and if you are working thank you so much for being an essential worker but i do want to talk about what shakespeare did during his quarantine for the bubonic plague because it has greatly influenced theater and let him write some of his known to be best works he did write king lear as the posts say but in addition to that he also wrote macbeth and Antony and Cleopatra, from what I have been finding, which is crazy. That's such a crazy year for him. It was all in the year of off and on quarantine for the bubonic plague. But another thing that it did, which is awful, is it killed mostly young populations. And one of Shakespeare's biggest theatrical rivals was a company of boy actors because they could get away with less politically correct productions because they're young and they don't know any better which it sounds awful but good for Shakespeare right As much as I would love to just talk about the positives of the bubonic plague when it comes to Shakespeare, that's not exactly all there is. While maybe he was really productive and he did write some of his greatest tragedies, he also had a lack of income. The main way that he made money was owning or operating the Globe Theater, which due to the bubonic plague had to close when an outbreak started. In London, over 33,000 people died of the bubonic plague, so this was terrifying and catastrophic for the actors of the globe. Not only did they not have an income now because the theater had to close, but additionally, they were at risk for catching the bubonic plague. Because of this, many of the actors moved out of the country to stay safe of the bubonic plague. This includes Shakespeare, who wrote all of those works away from England in quarantine. There was no money coming into the theater, and so none of the actors could make money, which was awful for them. And they weren't even sure when it was safe to reopen the theater because they didn't have the science that we do now. At least now we know when Broadway and other theaters in the West End and all of that are safe to open. But Back then, they were pretty much just guessing. They had no clue what was causing the bubonic plague or any of that. They just knew that people were getting sick and dying. Back then, they might have been able to open the theater sooner because they didn't know when it was actually safe. But now at least we know how to wait the right amount and how to make sure everyone's safe when the theater does open, which hopefully it's soon because I really miss it.
thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm actually kind of happy with the final result, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was at least interesting. I know it's the first episode and I have a few kinks to work out, but I wanted to share it because I'm proud of it. If you have any suggestions or know I got information wrong, feel free to email me or respond to this podcast. And also, if you would like to sing in the next episode, please respond with a video of you singing. It doesn't have to be a whole song, as long as it's around 30 seconds minimum, um, I'd be happy to use it. I just want to get the theater community together, and I'm really excited about it. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening.